From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindell, and Bill George. Here we go. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Except this week, it's Braden Gunn, Vince Noble, and Bill George. <laughs> I got to love that. That's the way it goes this week, anyway. I think Jonathan Swears, he, uh, is he at the he, ATA? He ha- no, he has clients. He's, oh, he's, hunting this he's guiding tonight or yeah. today. Yeah. Hopefully not too much at night. Wow, I thought he'd be up at the uh, the big ATA show, man. That's for everybody, you know. Uh, it's getting to be that time of year where everybody heads out to the ATA and then everybody gets ready to see you at the SHOT Show. Got to go to the SHOT Show. It's always a big thing. All the big celebrities will be there. All the big celebrities? Yeah. Our girl Amber goes there every year. Yeah. Amber Hargrove yeah. from Naked and Afraid. A lot of those girls go there. Yeah, they go there. Um, they're big into the uh, knives and accessories and things like that. Yeah. Survival type stuff. You know, things you need every day. Why are you sitting there with a dumb look on your face? Because I'm thinking about what I want to say. And I'm trying to be restrained. I'm restrained. I'm feeling restrained. (laughs) Or deranged. It's good to see you, Bill. It's been some time, buddy. No, I just just turned around. All I remember is naked and a blade coming here when you you helped bring them in. Yeah. That was an interesting time. Hey, man, that was fun. Well, one of the best the best things about that is that y'all took a group picture with them, and Carlos was in there. Carlos had yeah, gone, yeah. and everybody was sitting there in a great big line with their, all intertwined with their arms and that. And so, what did I do? I was a bad boy. I chopped Carlos and <laughs> and one of the ladies out and made it look like they were just sitting there <laughs> with Terrible. arms around each other. <laughs> You're terrible, man. <laughs> Good lord! At the event, it was uh, very well behaved. No, it, I, it I'm was, sure uh, it was. It was no but time. We you know, no it's, time it's perception. It, it is, and it uh, you know, I know that uh, <laughs> you know some people might have looked at it and went, "Oh, you don't want to, you know, sneaking and afraid. You don't want to promote that kind of stuff." And it was like, it's a survival show. It's it is what it is. If it's, it's disco- If it's on discovery, it's good enough for the rest of us. Well, and and the thing is, is. It started off, Amber was like one of the very first ones, very first episodes. She was the very first one who did one in Florida. And how many other shows has she been on? She went to Africa twice and, yeah. then, and then some she, other one. She, I think she, no, Melissa went back to the Everglades. Yeah, Melissa went back to the Everglades. Yeah. And I think that Amber had to bail in Africa, too, because she got some sort of you she know, pulled the parasitic, the, what the heck. I guess the breast muscle. The, I don't Something, yeah, I don't it was, know. It was bad. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I follow them on on Twitter, and they're all they're all going to the ATA, and then eventually they're all going to go over to. Um, they're all the having shot babies. Oh, Gio- Giovanna just had a baby. Yeah, Giovanna. We're talking like we know them. You know, it's like, <laughs> ah, you know, all Giovanna. You know, that she's having the baby, and she's going to call next week and ask for names. It's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, who was the crazy one that came down that wore the bodysuit? 
Oh, that was um, <sighs> she's a stone cutter. Yeah, she's a bad broad dude. Yeah, I'm well, Colorado. That's, that's the one I took the picture with Carlos and chopped up. Oh yeah, when she was in the unitard, you know, in the skeletal unitard yes. thing, showed up in that in the, at the event. I was like, okay, and yeah. She got Carla, the card. I was like, really? I, I I chopped it out, you name? know, no editing other than cropping, and sent it to Carlos. He says, delete that. Yeah. <laughs> My wife sees that we'll all die. <laughs> God, what is her name? I Sh- Shannon. 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 Yes, yeah. Shannon, and. uh yeah, she was kind of a wild one. I'm glad I left the party early. That's all I got to say. You stayed. I didn't stay. I did. And so next subject? Yeah. As <laughs> soon as they started, hey, you know what? We should all get margaritas. You know what? I got to get home. Uh, I got kids, and uh, I got to get out of here. It so, was an interesting evening. Yeah. Uh, I was like, what are you guys doing tomorrow? Oh, we're going to be on a photo shoot down in Sarasota. Yeah, yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, I'm out. Done deal. Well, welcome in, everybody. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. It's supposed to be up to 80 degrees today, 79 tomorrow. And it's going to be uh, a no-excuse day today. I think the wind's going to be kind of high. So I talked to some guys yesterday that were going to go out and do some fishing today, and they were making a determination about what little cove or what hill area they're going to try to sneak into, stay out of the wind kind of deal. And um, I think um, they're probably going to choose to be on a lake somewhere. With that wind blowing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of having to just hover somewhere down in the backwoods of Terracilla or the kitchen or up a canal somewhere or river. behind Americana, yeah, somewhere where you can get out of the blow. Bill, I'm are good. you awake this morning? I He's am. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for something. I, what are you looking for a menu? What are you doing over there? Know. Uber Eats? What? Man? Uh, yeah, really. I'll have uh, the lodge. I'm looking for a picture. I'm with a, a picture. Oh, you're yeah. looking for that picture? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of pictures, I guess uh, we're going to have to hear the story after we take the first break. We're going to have to hear the whole story about uh, your date last weekend. Oh, yeah. On Sunday. Yeah. We we were up. We were high. What? We were high up in a high tree. Where? High up in a tree? Yeah. Together? It's a double tree stand. Was it cold? No. You guys, are sitting, <laughs> you guys are sitting side by side? Yes. Oh, poor Diego. That must have been a very unpleasant how many hour, wait, How many hours did you spend in the woods with him? Uh, not too many. I feel bad for you. Dude. In other words, how long did it take? Well, I got Wake up, up over here. Radio show. How you doing? How you doing? Well, we we said we'd going to talk about it after We're the We're building break. up the suspense, yeah. ding dong. But. You can drop a few bombs in here, you know? Well, it ended with a bang. <laughs> wow. It's see, hot in here, dude. And see, that's where you should have hit the music. Bam, right there. Right there. It was like, bam, <laughs> Yeah, we'll tell you all about it. We come back for a break. See, that would have been the perfect time to do it. Amateurs. I know. It takes years. It takes years of class and responsibility. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that so we have more time, and then that way we can get all the gory details about the uh, trip last week. But if you follow us on our Facebook page, you already know that uh, that Diego went out and uh, procured some uh, some swine, and in typical Latino uh, Spanish flavor, it's taken them about a week to actually cook it because it has to be marinating in something for at least a month and a half. <laughs> Am I right? Is it today's the day you're going to finally actually uh, put some fire underneath it? 
Today's the day, guys. See what I tell you? It's got to be in a moho for a month. <laughs> it's got to be kimchi. It's got to be rubbed down and it, da, da, da. I said, you know, it's really funny because I every Latino I've ever met, they'll shoot a hog. Even Carlos is the worst at it. You know, it's this week long preparation before you actually cook it. Uh, Pete Perez at the old station used to do the same thing. I went. I was like, what are you waiting for, man? Put some pork on the grill. Well, my mother's got to get out. She's got to go find the right banana leaves and say nothing. And I mentioned that, Diego, and he goes, what? We're actually using banana leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, see? Dude, that hog we got out in Ocala, man, the very next morning, I already had it on the grill after I got it home. I know. It was so funny. I, I saw a video this morning. Uh, some guy went out hog hunting uh, in the morning, and then they showed lunch, <laughs> and it was already... Those tenderloins were already on there. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was there was nothing. And then that evening, they uh, cut up. I had a big old giant uh, chunks of it up on the barbecue grill. Yeah, it didn't last a day. There was no week long preparation. <laughs> yeah, it was that's, that's when we went to cleaning. I'm like, okay, you can go home and cook that like right now. Yeah, that, right now. you know them tenderloins, they're they're ready. You don't have to do anything else with those. No, a little, a little uh, salt, mixed pepper, up salt. Done. Yeah, some of that crazy salt. Put it on there. Throw it on. You're done. Deal. It's awesome. Yeah. Do you have a name for this concoction that you're going to make out of it today? So my dad got sent Kahlua pork recipe. It's <laughs> like a Hawaiian thing. Uh-huh. So I guess we cook it in the in the banana leaves, use some pineapple fried rice for a side, and it should be tasty. Kahlua? Kahlua. Kahlua. I'm sure it's one of the islands in Hawaii. No, it's a liquor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Not liquor. that Kahlua. Right, it's a, it's a, co- <laughs> it's a are, coffee liqueur. Are you liqueur. more of a bud man? <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. If you're doing a Hawaiian style, is this wrapping in leaves, burying it on the ground, putting a fire on the top kind of deal or what? I I mean, yeah, that's what the, the, the recipe calls for, but we can't cook it on the ground here. Why, Why can't not? you? It's going in the oven. Why can't you Just cook it on the ground in the backyard? Dig a hole. Yeah. It's just going to be filled up with water. No, what are you talking about? How you far living, are you going down? <laughs> living the beach? What? <laughs> it's like, you got to go, uh, you can make it down three feet, four feet, five feet, depending on where you are. Where do you live? Uh, I live in Carrollwood. Oh, pff, that's high ground. You're a hole. Dig a hole. I'll get the shoveling when I get home. Get a hole. Put some rocks in the bottom of it. You're all good. <laughs> Start a fire. Throw some bricks down there, man. They'll, they'll hold the heat. Yeah. Go to your neighbor's yard and steal all those marble chips out of his flower bed and stick them down there. It's all good. I mean, borrow. I didn't mean steal. Just borrow. All right, we're going to take a break. In case you didn't know, in honor of our good friend uh, and sorely missed, probably the best drummer, in my opinion, on the planet, at least at the time, this man right here, Mr. Neil Pert, passed away yesterday. 67 years old. Couldn't believe it. Didn't even know he was fighting cancer, but... Yeah, he's asleep with the uh, with the angels now, man. Oh, well, when it thunders later, we know who did it. But he'll be living in forever. This is this yeah. is music that'll never die. That's true. But all right, we're gonna take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G Five Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Everybody is the big and wild outdoors. Braden Vince, uh, Bill George, Diego in the studio today. 
I think this actually is what? How long is this? Twenty minutes? This drum solo that he's doing here? It was a long time, dude. I think it's like at least twelve minutes long or more. This live here. in Frankfurt, it's eight minutes and forty-five seconds. Yeah, and you got to remember, he's playing everything that you're hearing, including the xylophone in the back. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's got like a twenty drum, twenty drum drum. He set. had to crawl. He actually had to go in from underneath and then come up. There was no way to walk through to get to his drum set. He actually had to go underneath it and get up. From the little hole. That's all he had was like a little tiny hole. He was completely surrounded all the way around now, him. I'm not a musician. No, this is this and guy I'm is not incredible. even rhythmically. You're rhythmically challenged? <laughs> yes, I'm rhythmically <laughs> challenged. But I can't imagine having to be the one to even set that up. Because I would think oh, it would everything to be has to be in the exact same place all the time. It is. It has to be perfect for him. And so, I mean. The guy was a genius. I mean, seriously, if you yeah. ever watched the documentary about uh, Rush, and I know this is off topic, but, uh, you know, while everybody else is out doing the living the rock star life, he was in his book, he was in his room reading books. And uh, he would sit by himself back in the green room and, you know, practice his drumming and all that stuff. And then when it came time to work, he walked out on stage, did his job, and and uh, went out there and wowed the the masses. As John Bowie says, uh, I've seen a million faces and I rocked them all. And he's probably seen 50 million faces and rocked them all. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, it's a shame that he was gone. And uh, like I said, I just saw that documentary. It just seems like it was like a month ago. And he was healthy and vibrant. And, you know, it was all right. Now, you know, of course, now he's gone. But And he's been battling for cancer for three years, apparently. So. Brain, brain tumor type dealio, but yeah, man, he's gone. But his music will live on, and my kids know exactly who Neil Peart is. <laughs> Good for them. And they, you know, why? Because that's when rock bands were rock bands. They weren't just, you know, some hot chick that they are going to make into a superstar. Not some auto tune bullcrap yeah, that you're going to listen to. I mean, uh, how many of those songs that Rush that Neil wrote and everything else? Do you even know what we're talking about? I, no. Yeah. <laughs> I I, oh, I know on. the Jeez. I know the band. I do not get down to the drummer level usually. That's, well, just that's not, a shame. That's a, he's influenced mid generations of kids that are now in really big rock stars. My buddy who played uh, <clears throat> for Soul Circus Cowboys, Jason, he put a big thing on there, and he was one of his biggest inspirations. That's a young kid being a drummer. He's one that I couldn't that, imagine how many other kids out there. That's one of my concert regrets. But, as many times as they were here, right. that I never went to see Rush. I was like, oh man, now, now of course, it'll never happen again. So it was like, uh, take the opportunity. If Boston ever comes to town, I don't care if I got to sell a, a car, I'm going. I did that when you Paul know? McCartney came to town. Exactly. I'm like, I'm going to this. I have to see Paul McCartney. Because it could be at any time now with that one. I went to get up to take a wee, and poof, he was gone. I did an Elvis. Uh, okay, so as promised, last Saturday, on this very show, Bill George mentioned that he didn't have anybody to go out and go hunting with, but yet he had plenty of room to go, and uh, he said, uh, he mentioned something to Diego, our producer, and Diego was like, ah, you know, give me a call, we'll talk about it, and so I thought they were going to leave it as that, because usually it takes about an, a week's worth of planning to get out and go do your stuff, or at least a couple of days. Not with me. I'm a spur-of-the-moment guy. I think Bill George literally told Diego, go home, change your underwear, get some different shoes on, and meet me blank. <laughs> that was all she wrote. Nope. 
So it, it it turned around. I went out there. I didn't plan on going until Sunday. Ended up getting a phone call, and uh, ended up going out there Saturday night just in time to to go uh, have dinner and and go to sleep. So I was out of my sorts a little bit. But uh, Glenn Glenn had a free bunk space available up there, and so we went up and ate some catfish johnnies, and uh, and then we went and so. The next morning, I went out, and I get a text from Diego. What time are you going out? It's like, well, I'm already out here. But um, he was still interested in coming out. So, I mean, I get a lot of people like Braden that say, hey, I'm interested in going, but always end up with something at the last minute. Call me in a month. Wow. (laughs) Back that bus over (laughs) you there, buddy. (laughs) But uh, He don't know. Diego Diego was ready, and so I turned around. My buddy George hadn't hadn't got up and and got out there yet. He was having a little later start to his day, so um, Diego went over to George's house and George threw an extra gun in. And we brought him out to camp and started out kind of okay. You never know how many guns has he shot. This and that. So. Have you shot before? I have. I yeah. Have. What were you shooting? Uh, I've shot a couple of pistols, and then I've shot an AR. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're familiar with it goes bang and what in not to stand yeah. in front of kind you of. You mean thing. no but, red rider? But but he didn't. He <laughs> hadn't ever shot something with, like with the scope and actually aiming with the crosshairs, get your head down, type like stuff. And so it's we put him on the on the table and let him shoot a few times with the twenty two, and that went well. So Which we, is really no different than the AR that you shot, pretty much. So, so yeah, I hit so, every target. Oh, so then go. we turned around and Bragger? You, you you missed one, but <laughs> by like a half. But inch. we'll we'll talk about that. <laughs> he said so, a half inch. He fessed up to it. Well, well, we turned around. He we put him with the three hundred eight. Now the three hundred eight. I thought had, he shot this uh, the seven millimeter oh eight. That uh, was that was last year jumping to the end. Oh okay. So then we, I, I got the, I didn't we get had the him videos with the three hundred eight. That ginormous pistol. Yeah, ginormous. Oh my god, the thing was huge. <laughs> <laughs> so he shot the three hundred eight, and he was he was perfect for hunting. It, he's well within what he needed to. I mean, he wasn't going to split a hair, but he he definitely was going to put a hurting on whatever he pointed at so we we turned around felt good and he wanted to shoot that pistol of mine so i turned around i i said okay let him do a dry fire a couple times just make sure he got used to the trigger because that trigger is not like on the 308 or the 1022 you pull it it goes it, it, it's 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 light and it's crisp so it about knocked his hat off and reared him back <laughs> <laughs> your, your dirty hairy pistol <laughs> yeah no, this one a little bit stronger than dirty Harry's, but uh he, he he missed that target he was aiming at a water bottle and he he didn't hit it on that one <laughs> a little nervous on that one were you Pulling that one was just hard to aim with uh, it, that recoil everything about that gun was hard oh, to aim heavy. with well, you you have uh, you have the. Uh, is there a scope? Is there a scope on yes, that? Yes, there's a scope, and it is it is that Burris two by seven or whatever that is. But you know, that's a good scope. It it is a wonderful scope. That's and what I had on my Casul, uh, but you know, it was the rings that couldn't keep it on there. But <laughs> <laughs> I turned around and uh, he 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 got rocked. Let's just say, but. For me, I've I've shot things. The pig I shot the previous week, I shot while it was running, just pulled it up 
and, and aimed and ran. And, and getting used to looking down a scope and getting your eyes lined up and at the right distance is takes a bit of practice. So Especially with a pistola. So it's a little different than it is with a rifle, especially so, if it's out in front of you. So after after we turned around and, and made sure everything was good on the safety, how to use the safety, how to turn around and open and load and all that, we turned around, went out, and I put them in the tree stand. And then I ran to get us some lunch, and we hadn't eaten, he hadn't eaten, so I left him there, and then I went into town, grabbed a burger, and that brought it back to him. But uh, he constantly kept looking if there was if there was a pine cone or a Tweety Bird moving around, he'd bring that gun up and practice aiming. So I, it, I was I was pleased with that. I would have done the same thing every little movement. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was a little concerned. At one point, that we heard some sandhill cranes, and I look up, and probably about 200 yards up in the air through the pines, the sandhill crane had obviously gotten separated from his other partner, and he was crying, and one was going way off in the distance. Well, he's sitting there trying to aim at that crane. Is his flatter? Wait, I had a question. That's though. a little in the wrong direction. When you came back from lunch, did you have like a call sound or anything? So you know, you're coming like, caw-caw, caw-caw. I whistled. I texted <laughs> him. Hey, over here. I texted him, and and then I, I turned around, and as I came, I, I, I started phone whistling. Good for you. Yeah, he t- he left his phone. Good for you. He said it said it didn't work anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but you should. I know you did it for a reason, but you, these days you should never be without your phone. It may be your only way to get out of there, especially if you take a tumble out of a tree stand or something like yeah. that. It's not funny. All right, we'll finish up when we come back. Diego, we'd like to hear your side of the story. Yes, yeah, so I got We've him all the way his... to the point where he was in the tree stand and ready to go so he can pick it up. We've heard all of Bill George's BS, so uh, we want to hear yours <laughs> when we come back. All right, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by the good folks over at Brandon Ford. Number one truck dealer in the state and in the country. Number one Ford dealer, actually. And, of course, uh, our good friends over at G5 Feeding Outdoors. Got stuff going on over there, too. Pretty soon we'll talk about it in a little while. We'll be right back. Be running an MP3 player through my speakers all day today at home. I'm serious. I was just thinking the same thing. I, uh, I'm looking up Rush right now. I know. I'm going back through the stuff. I actually posted one that was always one of my favorite. Oh, by the way, welcome back, everybody. It's a big and wild outdoors. Um, you know what's sad? You want to know the saddest thing? When you walked in and you said to Diego, How about getting some Rush bumper stuff? I was thinking Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why the heck is he wanting to play Rush? <laughs> Behind the golden BWO microphone. <laughs> it is the big and wild wow. outdoors. Uh, no, no, well, but I, I didn't realize somebody had passed away. It wow. wasn't on the tip of my brain. Rush Limbaugh would have been the last person I thought of. For bumper music. <laughs> well. <laughs> Seriously. But I, I posted uh, one of my favorite videos. It's been around for a long time, which is... Uh, Neil Pert and the cameras on him on him only uh, behind his drum kit and there and he's got the headphones on so he's just playing to the music that's in his head 
but he, they're doing Test for Echo, the song Test for Echo. So you can actually see what he does when he's playing drums and they, they cut to his feet when he's double bassing and things like that and how he changes it up. But if you watch the concentration on that guy, it's like a race car driver. You know, I mean, it is, I mean, it's like a Formula One driver. I mean, it is just straight focused. Almost no like craziness. Diego when he was in the stand. Yeah, almost like Wait, that. I want to hear about you running the board, though. What was that about? Hey. It was great. It was fabulous. Probably the best <laughs> show ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> I got Knucklehead and Jones, uh, you know, the Cuban redneck in here with lick stick uh, dart guns shooting the glass. So all you hear is on my end of it. They're like, when he messes up, we shot. There was no mess up. They were doing it to mess me up. There were like 30 of those things stuck on the door. I mean, I know how you are multitasking. You were wigging out in there. Now I know what my teachers felt like at the front of the class because I'm literally watching two JAs back in the back of the room shooting spitballs at each other against the glass right at my desk. Oh, my God. So, yeah. But, no, it turned out fabulous. I think it's actually up uh, on no. our podcast. Is it no. up? Oh, you didn't put it up? No. Oh, you should put that <laughs> come disaster. Come on, Bill. That's like the blooper we'll, one. We'll, we'll come back to the blooper. You should put that disaster one up there. That would be funny. We did We did get successfully the, the last one up. So. All right, Diego, you ready for this? Because we want to hear your side of the story and, you know, you know, just be as descriptive as you want to be without expletives, Okay. Gotcha. So, like he said, he left me out there for, like, a couple hours while he got the, the feeder stuff. For me, time was going by super fast. I felt like I was only there for, like, 45 minutes and, like, a couple hours had gone by. Adrenaline rush? Uh, I thing? saw a couple armadillos, saw some animals. Um, what other animals? And that he kept telling me about the feeder. The feeder's going to go off at this time. The feeder's going to go off at this time. The feeder's going to go off at this time. So What time like, is it? I forgot my phone. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't have my phone. <laughs> that was like two or three hours away, so I was like, "All right." Uh, I ended up taking a nap because it was so I was I was so relaxed in the nature or whatever. I was just like, "Ah!" and I passed out. That so happened. Like, it was like ten minutes. Sure, it, was, it wasn't very long. Um, so like ten fifteen minutes before the feeder is supposed to go off, this pig shows up, and Bill's like, "Pig, pig, pig! Get your gun! Get your gun!" And I'm like, "All right." So I got my gun ready. I started looking. I started looking. I saw it. So I locked onto it. I had, I felt like I had a couple clean shots, but there was like leaves and stuff in the way, so I didn't want to take it just yet. Mm -hmm. And then it got nervous, and it it like ran like ten, fifteen feet and stopped. He was like, "Oh, it probably smelled us. Wait till the feeder goes off. It's gonna come right back." Sure enough, the feeder pop, 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 shoots out all the corn. <laughs> comes running right back to it. Dinner bell. <laughs> Get a super clear, easy shot. It's just right there. He told me to aim. Right above the armpit, mm -hmm. that's where the lungs are. Right so in the shoulder. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's got a he's got a bullet in him. He's squirming on the ground. Or George over here is laughing. He's <laughs> so excited for me that I just shot my first pig. Uh, it it was a pretty cool experience. Uh, the only thing I did have an issue with it was when I shot it. I guess it broke the bone, and he told me to drag it by the leg. I picked it up by the leg, and his. Like it just crack, crack, like his whole bone, and I was like, "Whoa!" Oh, because the bones were all shattered. Ah, I, I tried a couple of times. Well, 
Well, he probably didn't know. Oh, you grabbed the the one that hit the, that the bullet went through that hit, so it shattered the bone. So yes. it was the bone grinding. Yeah, it just kind of grinded, and I was, I was like, "Well, I had to let go." It made me squirm a little bit. <laughs> I will say he did try three times before he gave up. <laughs> Why is it doing that? It's not supposed to do that. Why is it doing that? But uh, I saw the video of you dragging it out in the woods. Quite a sprite little jog you yeah, had going there yeah. for a. Well, a pig I will say, of that size. When he shot the pig, you know, the very first thing that pig did was flip over on its back with its feet straight up in the air. Stoned him. Just rolled him right up, and, and it started kicking while it was straight up in the air. And and a lot of that, Diego, is just just muscle, you know, just instinct. He, he, he's gone. Run. But, but in his mind, he's running to get out of there. But... uh yeah, he he turned around, kicked a little bit on the ground, and yeah. Well, now did uh, Diego partake in the cleaning of said swine? Well, he he helped hold and and keep it and grab the pieces of meat and put it in the cooler. But as we were getting close to dark, I turned around. I I went ahead and and zipped them up for know. speed and time. For speed and time. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that because those Next mosquitoes time. up there are about the size of seven forty sevens. Next, he time. did tell me to spin his head around, and it just kind oh, of yeah. popped off. Oh, you got bucket. to! Oh, you got to do the twist off. Yeah, my I'd... son got to do that, and he uh, on the first one was kind of it was easy, and he was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then on the second one, wasn't so easy. <laughs> he had to work at it, but uh, yeah, it's, well, it's amazing around. how fast you can uh, you can deconstruct a a, a one hundred and ninety pound body, isn't it? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. That, but Twisting the head off was easier than picking up the leg for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but I will say for for being his first time out, and you never know how people are going to react and and whatnot. That's and, true. And, now wait, did, did you mention the rifle? Which what caliber did you use? Do you know? I mean, Diego, do you uh, remember? He said it was the Ruger thirty eight three hundred eight. Three hundred eight. Had oh, the twenty two. I think it was twenty two. Yeah, he you shot the twenty two, the Ruger ten twenty two to start with. So. Just to get a gauge on where the boy's mind was at. Yes. Yeah, and then the three hundred eight. What was it? A bolt. Bolt M77? action. Ruger M seventy seven. Yeah, that's a good little one rifle. Of, one of those earlier M seventy sevens. Yeah, that's a good one. Was that you? You don't own that. You don't have a three hundred eight, do you? Uh, I actually own two three hundred eights that the kids have used all their lives. You My don't kids, own that one though. Not that one. That one was George's. Oh, the one the ones I have are the compact three hundred eights, which are really a great gun, especially when you have new people. It's not so long if you're trying, if you're in a blind or a tree stand. It's easy for them to move that gun around. And it's short on both ends. It's yes. That's a good. That's a good little rifle. It is not a youth model gun. It is compact. So how much meat did you guys end up uh, wicking out of that thing? What did he weigh? A buck ninety, buck eighty five. One seventy five. One seventy five. On the nose. Oh, nice. B's going to be pissed about that. Well, what did he get? Was his one fifty somewhere around there? What yeah, was it? Something one? like that. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be upset. <laughs> it's like well, I will say, um, the very next day, there's another big pig still coming to the same. Of place. course, there always will be, and I don't so. think a lot of people realize that. I saw I read a story this past week where uh, Ontario has now put out the mega alert to everybody to start killing as same thing the Missouri did the first time. Remember, it was like if you see it, kill it. You know, no questions asked, just do it, just kill it. We don't want him to get a foothold. 
Oh, and if you're already seeing them, they're already rooting up places. They've already got a foothold, dude. It's it's over. It's now you're just in control mode. Because once it's there, it's there. It's kind of like the Burmese python. When are you going to go do that now, Diego? Now they got the what is it called? The python bowl. Python bowl. But it only Super lasts bowl? two weeks, man. No, it only lasts. Not uh, even. I don't started, think. Started yesterday. Because we you were going to go do it, and it's, it's too get, short of a time. What do you mean, too short of a time? Two Isn't weeks? Two weeks. I don't have time to go down right now. I need to go down later. It's all about you me right now. You can go down later. <laughs> I know. Well, you can. Congratulations on the hog, Diego. We hope you enjoy it. You and your family are going to be cooking it up today for a big, giant feast of a meal. And uh, that's only a small portion of it because there's still plenty, plenty, plenty of it running around out in the woods. So if you need more, you know where to get it. Thank you, guys. I just want to give a big shout-out to Bill George and his friend, Mr. George, for taking me out there. and I uh, had, a, had a real fun time, and hope I can do it again, for they're, sure. They're good people, and I think they're just using us to get rid of the hogs on their property because they're tired <laughs> of shooting, <laughs> which is okay. I have no problem with that. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends out at uh, Brandon Ford and G5 Feeding Outdoors. Stay with us, you guys. we got a lot more coming up, and we got a Phone call coming all the way from Louisiana a little bit later on. So stay here. And that, of course, is Van Halen. Which I like. <laughs> you actually know a band. Good for you. Alex Van Halen, hey. who was influenced heavily. Neil Pert. By Neil Pert. So you hear the drums in this, and he's a one heck of a drummer. You know where it came from. Because the kid was good. And he still is, actually. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild hey. Outdoors. Braden, Vince Noble, and uh, Bill George in the studio today. Jonathan is up in Bluntstown. Got some hunters in the woods today. Uh, he texted us a little picture. He's making a big old giant pot of chili. So it still must be quite uh, nippy up there. Probably in the 50s. I don't know. I, I was here in North Florida, well, Georgia and all that, was expecting some really bad weather. Yeah, so. it's like a blizzard something or other that's going to be roaring through there all the way over to Tennessee. And, I mean, it's supposed to be, what, what do they call it? What was their big uh, media term last year? Ar- oh, Arctic Voite- Vortex. We have Arctic <laughs> Vortexes. Vortex. And then they came up with a different one this year. I'm like, man, it's just going to be. A nor'easter. What, yeah, how about it's just winter? The, yeah, how about yeah? It's just a cold front. How's that sound? There you go. It doesn't sound as uh, oh, climate no, changing no, if you don't no. say that. You this know? this last one was uh, something uh, a winter cyclone or something like that. Oh, that's that. a good one. Yeah, that 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 sounds some pain. It almost kind of gets you hurricane type like yeah, thing. Winter in there hurricane. With yeah, cyclone. That sounds scary. Maybe we should buy more spam. We could be trapped in here for months. Go get your generators. Hurry up. Scrapple. Scrapple. Oh, Scrapple. I like Scrapple. I never had had it once, but I don't think it was cooked right. Uh, Doesn't Skyway Jacks still do uh, Scrapple? Don't they still have Scrapple on the menu? I think they do. I think so. I don't know if they still have the calf brains and and scrambled eggs, which I was like, no, I'm all right. (laughs) A friend of mine posted the other day, he's up in Ohio, was having some. I like Scrapple. I've never had it before. I think it's a northern thing. So I didn't uh, have it until uh, my buddy that lived across the canal, his mother brought some down from 
somewhere up north they went to on vacation and she cooked it up for breakfast for us and i was like man this is pretty good sausage she's like that's not sausage that's scrapple i'm like uh okay whatever (laughs) Whatever it's pretty good it's pretty good it was delicious uh speaking of scrapple um Maybe there'll be a lot of Python scrapple going on the table today. I know that the Python Super Bowl or the Python Bowl was started yesterday, but I haven't seen any numbers posted anywhere. Have I, haven't, you? I haven't seen anything. I didn't stay up Not trying yet. to check things out. Well, Dustin Crumb's down there. You know, he's going to be the, you know, they're all, people are probably going to be following him. It's kind of like a really good captain or, you know, what Dylan Hubbard has to go through when the headboat heads out. You know, you got 15 boats following you. Trying to get your numbers. So when Dustin shows up there all uh, barefoot and ready to go, they're all going to be like, hey, that's the guy right there. We need to follow him, see where he well, goes. I, I will say I, I've gone down there at the very beginning when they started it. It's not that easy, but I'm sure there's there's a you train yourself to look for certain things. If, if I put you out in the timber, Braden, and there's a deer standing out there, there's just something about the shape of a back leg of a deer – you can turn around, scan with your head, and pick that that one little shape up out in the middle of all those trees, and you see it. Yep. And I'm sure he's gotten to the point now where, to us, it looks like a clump or something else, it and he just it. It, he just can instantly focus in on that. It's like walking through the woods with Glenn Kinman, and you're oblivious <laughs> to the entire world. We're looking and, at trees and everything, and, he's and butterflies. Going, oh, look, and he, oh, arrowhead, look, arrowhead. Oh look, spear point. Oh, look, here's another arrowhead. And I'm like, how in the world do you see those? Like that. <laughs> I mean, his brain is trained to see it. He just like, boom, 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 boom. I told you a story in Wyoming. We were there. We went up to the teepee rings that have been there for almost a thousand years up on these on these hills, you know, the Plains and Indians. And people have visited them uh, he, for the last thousand years. And, and, and the guy who runs the ranch, uh, you know, Cody Glaus, he's been up there a thousand times. And he's like, uh, Glenn's, of course, picking. You ever found any artifacts or anything? He's no, we've been up here. You know, we've we've booked around, and we don't know. Really he's. I'm not kidding you. Open the door. <laughs> I'm not. Not even. He opens the door of the truck. I'm in the back. You know, it's a like a suburban four door, and he's riding in the passenger seat. He opens the door, steps his foot out, shuts the door, looks down, and goes, "Hey, look, I found a bird point." Literally, <laughs> found a bird point arrowhead. Boom! Right there at his feet. Because nobody knows what they're looking for. And, I mean, I was like, and of course, Cody was like, what? Did you just, where did you, where did you find that? He goes, right here. It was right here by your tire, right here. It's sitting right, he's like, do you know how many times I've been up here and I've never you, found anything? You, know you step what? out of the truck for two he, seconds and he you find He had one? that in his pocket and he just <laughs> threw it <laughs> he out. He dropped it down. <laughs> <laughs> and then it came in, you know how generous Glenn is. He's like, well, here, this is yours. You know, he's like, oh, no, no, you found it. You get to keep it. He's like, no, no, no. You know, this is this is yours. You know, you've been up here. So he, he gave him the, the bird That point. was nice of him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but Glenn's got that same brain. So I guess if you're going to go out there and uh, go out and be a part of the uh, Python Bowl, which uh, kicked off on Friday, if you're not there by now, you're probably not going to go. Uh, although it's for 10 days, so well, the, maybe next week. The contest is. But a few years ago, FWC, after a lot of pressure, I mean, we've been we were harping on and harping on. They actually wouldn't allow us to harvest snakes unless it was during an official hunting season. That's right. And and so then we worked to get them to allow us to hunt those year round. So if you're down there and you're riding around and you're you're just out there recreating, 
fishing, whatever, you could legally kill them. Good. And, and, and I'm imagine going in a couple months. not being able to do that, you know? And it's like, I mean, they will not have, they, I'm sure they would have never given you a ticket if you would have killed one. <laughs> right. But it wasn't legal. Right. Um, and I think that if you discharged a firearm while you were doing it in a certain time of year, you would have been in. Well, that's what you would have that, got the ticket that, for. That's what I got onto them because they had people riding up and down the levees and they would use a, a gun to dispatch the, the snake with on the levee. And that's against the law. It, you cannot discharge a firearm from or onto the levee. That's right. What about a bow? A bow? Yeah. I don't know about a bow. I don't think they have. Part of the state's laws treat a bow as a gun, and then some of it they don't. <laughs> oh, that's just kind of dumb. It, well, it, it is. but Well, some fish are sport fish, some fish are not. Part so, part of it? the reason for that is safety, but in the event of high water and and the animals take refuge on the levee, it kind of was like a safety zone for them. But if they want them gone... Well, but the rule was not there. Not there for the pythons. The, not there for okay. the python. The rule was there to protect the other wildlife and in, in being it, the safety of the, the levee. All right, riddle me this. If it's on the levee, how do you get them? How Golf do you get club? them? You can use a machete. machete or bank hook. As, as I t- covered a long time ago, you could grab a hold of the snake, drag it into the water, and then you could shoot them. <laughs> Well, good luck. You do that. I, no, that's why I said it was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Grab it by the tail, drag it off the road, shoot it on the side of the road. You're all good. Because that, when they turned around, had all their public announcements. How can you find them? Where do you find them? Well, you find them on the side of the road. Illegal to discharge a firearm there. You can find them on the levees. Illegal to discharge a firearm. <laughs> well, it would have been probably a little bit nicer. Stupid. It would have been a little bit nicer for the uh, the hunters who were down there. If a cold front would have pushed through deep down in there and got the temperatures down around fifty or so, because when it would have, I when it would have I brought them hunt, out a lot more. When I did go down there, it was extremely cold and it did not help us. It didn't help. They were on the road or trying to sun or us. anything. Oh, but for some, it probably does. I'm, I'm sure some. Well, that was the year that nobody really was finding them. So. Well, I know that uh, when it kicked off on Friday, they stuck uh, cameras and microphones in people's faces, and I was I was surprised about how many people. Uh, well, I shouldn't be, but I was. But how many snowbirds who are down here for visitors? And they're like, well, you know, hunting season's closed up in Michigan or Illinois or wherever they're at. So they're like, well, this gives us another opportunity to get out in the woods and go mess around and uh, have some fun with the family and and. Uh, Get out there and see parts of Florida that they've never seen before. Just watch I mean, out for them gators. So like anything else in, in Florida, it's now become a tourist attraction as well. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. They're going to be down there. You know, what did you do down there? Did you go to Disney? Oh, no. We went down there and caught snakes. Don't use the D word, man. They might jump on board on this and start <laughs> doing D trips down there. I don't know. They, they just bought a big old chunk of property, another big old chunk of property over there. So maybe they'll do their own snake hunts there. I don't know. Speaking of that, did you see that uh, Jonathan had himself a little visitor at the ranch out there? I did not. He didn't. He didn't send you the picture. No. Let me see if I got it somewhere. Uh, now this is not in Blundstown. This is over there in uh, Hillsborough County. He's like uh, Hillsborough or Polk. At the at, at the casa at the house. I thought it was at oh, the okay. house. Uh, at least I don't know. Maybe he'll, he'll, he's listening. Well, you so said maybe the he'll ranch. call in. Well, that's what he said. He said. Um, 
My house, uh, no, no, it's not it. Uh, he, he sent me this picture and he said, ID, please. Did you not see that one? Uh, Let me a picture of that lizard. No. That looks like a little iguana. It is a little iguana. <laughs> and I, I said, uh, everybody I showed it to, and what I looked at on the internet, it's, that's a baby iguana. And he goes, great, some other varmint I have to go out and shoot now. <laughs> so apparently they've made it as far no, no, as, no. Uh, as, as as his place. What do you mean, no, 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 no? There's well, he said right he there. has to go shoot it. I, he could shoot at it. No, you can kill him. <laughs> I told him, I said, no. I went, <laughs> I go, dude, I go, where is that thing? He said, uh, the ranch. Great, another uh, varmint that I have to get rid of. And I said, catch it. I want to see that thing. And he goes, with a bullet. <laughs> So, I'm looking forward to going down south, man, because we're doing that iguana hunt soon. Cannot wait. Oh, he just texted me. He said it was the ranch in Lake Wales. That's so, what I figured. Yeah. So if he uh, uses the word ranch, it's usually not the house. So now we know what he's making that chili out of. Iguana. <laughs> <laughs> some some e chili. That ought to be quite delicious. Well, uh, so now we know there's uh, if there's baby iguanas, there's mommy and daddy iguanas over Corey in Lake cut Wales. Out of- out of somebody's gate. I don't know. That's small. I mean, I don't know. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Hour number two is coming up right after the break. So stay with us. We'll be back. Fortune has to make that 